from what's on to what matters. It's Tracy Mack on Newcastle in the Morning, only on Newcastle Live. What's the feeling on the streets of the Hunter? What's getting under your skin or making you hot under the collar? Let's take the temperature of the region. It's the Pub Test with Paul Scott. And Paul Scott has no idea what the temperature of the region is at the moment because he's in the Warrabungles. Good morning. Good morning, Tracy. What the heck are you doing there? I'm in beautiful Camp Blackman. I don't think you'd get get to call a camp that these days. No, you Um, wouldn't. No. About 35 k's west of Coonabarra Brand. Why why are you there? To get away from the rain. I I had to get away from the rain. It was just starting to do my head in, but... Unfortunately, it's followed you. The swag, the swag has got absolutely soaked. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh. She had a big, a big rain day, a big rain day yesterday. Oh no! Uh, so are you staying but, there? Are you basing yourself there, or are you just wandering around to try and find sunshine? No, nah, no, stay, staying here. I came up, I came up with some friends. I've got like uh, flash campers, but I don't have that. But I've got a swag, so I just set up, I set up in between the in the vehicles, but. Uh, it really rained a lot <laughs> last night. So, uh, so you've got flippers uh, this morning, have you? You've uh, you've got webbed oh, feet. Oh, even the, I left the uggies outside the tent, and the, like the wet uggies. Come on, you know what are you what are, what are you going to do? Worst things happen, but I notice a lot of people have left. Yeah, they've just gone. We might as well go back to. <laughs> To the rain. Anywhere. It's mm. raining everywhere. So, yeah. although it's not raining in Utah, I was like. just about to say to you, you do realise it's not raining here. Yeah, I think, I, I think <laughs> that people are, we're going to do a big walk today and see how we feel at the end of it, but I don't think we'll come back at the end of a big walk. I think people want to get back and have a couple of cold ones. And yeah. Look, any, anything that involves exercise, mate, it, it's got to have a, a long drink after it. There's got to be a reward. Yeah, yeah. Well, has to The be. walks up here are big, like they're big, they're, you know, they're big and steep, and but it's beautiful, you know. At least it's not humid. So there you go. Yeah, well, that's good. I'm pleased to hear that. Now, obviously, um, we were pretty spot on with our uh, our election prediction, weren't we? That uh, we uh, we were saying that we thought Labor would win, that it could possibly be a hung parliament. It's going to be very, very tight. We're not at the 76 seats yet for Labor, um, but but all of the pundits are saying you know 77 seats is probably where they'll uh, they'll finish up. The Senate looks very, very different to uh, any Senate we've ever seen before. The Greens will have so much power there, and uh, it's going to be really interesting. What's uh, what are you hearing on the street about, uh, in particular, where the environment may go? It was, it was interesting. I think we, when we talked last week, we talked both of an ALP victory. I thought I thought seventy eight seats. Mm-hmm. Um, if it comes in at seventy seven, that's fine. It gives um, uh, fine for the government. It gives them a working majority. But you know, even though they won't have to necessarily negotiate a lot in the house to get their bills through, they're still going to have to get them uh, through the Senate and negotiate through the Senate. Maybe the Senate's not as big a clown show mm. as, you know, people thought it, it it could turn out. It doesn't look like, uh, well, Clive, Clive Gonski, oh. surprise, surprise, Craig Kelly's not the Prime Minister. Oh, damn it. Um, I know. I Look, I had that, that full-page ad of, you know, here is your next Prime Minister. I had that full-page ad up on my wall going, there's my new Prime Minister. I've had to pull it down. So what was the point of a $100 million spend? I mean, I, I know what it was no last idea. time. $1.27 per vote. Mm. $1.27 uh, per vote, Michael said. But it's not going to cover his $100 million. 
He's going to be well short of that. Imagine how much good he could have done with $100 million and, and what kind of, you know, scholarships or, you know... Change, uh, just change, work, yeah. You know, he could, have, he, he, he could have done, but no, that's not our client. No. no way. And I had that anyway, exact conversation with Michael, exactly that. Imagine what he could have done with $100 million. He could have been more successful than our governments if he had have used that for social infrastructure, for to help our Indigenous people, anything. He would have made significant change and people would have actually liked him. Imagine having done that and then run the next time mm. with that campaign of... Um, Philanthropy behind him, but you know that's that's not how that that's not our Clive. Well. No, no. No. Have you heard the latest though? That apparent the, apparently the uh, the votes have been were taken. The AEC took the votes away, and uh, you know he wants a we want someone to investigate that. He's taken a, a leaf out of uh, Donald Trump's book there. Oh, look, yeah, that those guys and that playbook. It's just it's just turgid it's tawdry and turgid and it's and it's boring and it's a waste of resources i mean you know the election got stolen the election got stolen like give it away mate like how's hansen going i mean i've been away from results for a few days michael could you have a look at how hansen's going yeah look she's she's still a chance so we're looking at the six there from queensland Mm. and she's the, the, the they're still counting the votes there um, but so she hasn't been knocked out completely, so she's she's still she's still a likely, according to Anthony Green at the moment. Mm, okay, well there you go. Right. There's you, there's the latest for you. I, I thought I thought it would have been nice to see that Queensland triumvirate of uh, Palmer, Christensen, and Hanson just you know sail off into into the sunset. But of course Hanson has won candidates in all 151 seats in the House and. She is going to pick up some coin from the, um, mm. from, the, the from the return and probably why she ran the 151. Mm. Yeah, well, that's the point. Uh, there, there um, I think Tracy and I had said that uh, One Nation's vote Australia-wide actually went up, but that was because they'd run candidates in every seat. But I had a story yesterday or the day before where, you know, they'd run um, candidates in Hunter um, last time and that collapsed. They'd run candidates in uh, Patterson last time, and that collapsed. And if you look at the ones where where they had run before, those votes collapsed there. And so the only reason that One Nation's vote went up nationwide was because they ran everyone there. But she gets a dollar twenty-seven for every yeah. uh, for, for for every seat, mm. uh, which yeah. which was, was more which was more her shtick than Clive Palmer's. You know, I, you know, but but that's 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 why. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, in that punter, in the hunter, it was interesting. I mean, Patterson, uh, uh, Brooke Fittnell, uh did better than uh, some pundits expected. And like the fact that her last pay, uh, Facebook post leading into the election was on May the ninth was almost like, um, you know, the, mm. the Libs had decided that seat was a, a, a loss, mm. and uh, you know the Prime Minister didn't run into that seat in the in the last couple of weeks of the, no. the campaign, no. and. Uh, and yet she did well and had a had a swing towards us. So, you know, that yeah, was... But uh, what, yeah, yeah, but it wasn't enough. Because, I mean, you remember, though, of course, Patterson's really the only seat. Like, Maitland used to be the only ones that actually went between Labor and Liberal there for yeah. years. But, um, you know, I, I, I mean, I, I don't think... Uh, Meryl Swanson wasn't very visible at all. Uh, but they were obviously, you know, happy to uh, to just, like, rest on their laurels, I think, and, and see what happened. 
Well, you'd have to think. Yeah, you'd have to think that uh, you know she she might give it a go next uh, next time, mm. having having uh, done such a uh, you know I think really for a first time candidate in there, um, you know, well connected through her husband to who worked for the uh, for Scott Morrison. For Scott Morrison, well, that's the thing. He won't he won't be working now for him. So no, the, uh, you know, we'll see a lot of removal go. trucks in Canberra this week, mm-hmm. isn't there? There's uh, there's quite a few between uh, Kirribilli House and uh, and down in Canberra. There's uh, there's quite a few. Now, obviously, you know, Dan Rapicoli, he's such a character, and he is just so funny. And a lot of people have been talking this morning about the Facebook post that he uh, he put up a couple of days ago. Have you seen it uh, at all? I have not. Paul? So I have not. it was very funny. It was uh, basically a uh, it was a, a, a dummy work order for Canberra. So saying that Parliament House needed to uh, to do some work. We needed to raise the, the height of the doors for uh, for Gigantico or something, I think it was. It was so cute, and he put it out there, and uh, a lot of people are talking about it this morning. But what a sense of humour, you know, and the fact that he got out on that uh, on the freeway on that Monday morning with his placard when it was raining cats and dogs and had a placard saying, thank you. What a guy. And, and, and he said that... Um yeah, these cockatoos. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, real nice and just on dawn too, in the oh. tree right above your head. <laughs> Terrific. Um, I, they're kind of like the they're kind of like the bogan drunks of the bird world. Those those cockatoos. Are they? Um, oh, they just. They just well, I think they have a great time. They always seem to be in party mode. I can't tell if they're angry or happy. Um, <laughs> But I, I thought that uh, he did a really good on-the-ground campaign. Like, he, he door-knocked and door-knocked and door-knocked, you know. He got out and he got down and, you know, met with people. And he took the arguments full on about, uh, you know, oh, we're really worried about Labor and, the, you know, mm. all our jobs are disappearing. And he did a very good job of talking to people about, you know... Um, what diversification means, what um, uh, of the economy means. And, you know, I don't think he backed down from any of the, you know, I don't think he misled in any way. He's just realistic. I mean, Carl's not shutting down overnight. No, it's not. And I, I think, I think he, he did, he did a, real, a really good job up there. I think that um, all, all, of the, uh, all of the candidates, I mean, uh, the, when you think about Barnaby, how much time he put into the Hunter um, with the candidate uh, up there, um, it, it, it didn't work out that way. So, you know, it retains its it retains its labour focus. And mm. uh, Newcastle was interesting. I thought um, pretty big turnout for the Greens there mm. in the seat, in the seat of Newcastle with um, about twenty percent of the vote. And I, I want to I'll have a look through booth by booth, but I did notice that um, just a quick look. It looked at um, that uh, the Newcastle East Public School. Um, the Greens got their, um, you know, won the primary vote there, mm. and also uh, the other one that was interesting, Merriweather Heights, won the won the Liberal vote. So it's good to go through, you know, booth by booth and look at okay, which which particular booths, what particular areas are people voting in a, in a certain way that goes against the grain of of elsewhere, and. Uh, 
I agree yeah. with you there. I, I think it, there's some very fascinating, uh, especially the inner city. You know, we know that the inner city is changing. You know, a lot of the blue voters have moved into the inner city. You know, it's not cheap to live in here. So, you know, there's a, a certain kind of, you know, wealth that appears to be in here a lot. It appears to be a lot of bosses. You know, the traditional labour target, I suppose, is the best way of describing it. But I'll tell you a few people who did a really good job and who I was really impressed with. And one of them was Darren Brollo for the uh, the Animal Justice Party. He sat for the Senate. And I was just really impressed with... Um, you know, when you walked in, their their how to vote uh, card was was amazing. It you know it had had all the details of how to vote, but on the flip side, it was very clever. It actually told you what their what their standings were, what they they're campaigning on, and uh, I was just really impressed with the professionalism of the Animal Justice Party, if that makes sense. Yeah, look at look at I mean, they've got um, you know, they're not badly poorly represented in uh, in New South Wales mm. in the Legislative Council. And I think that, um, uh, it, you know, you've got to admire them because, geez, it's hard to grab any media space if you're not, you know, you're either not like a, a loony party or you're not kind of part of the mainstream that's, you know, being rusted on for, for a long time mm-hmm. and you have that kind of legacy heritage value that makes for an easy, uh, an easy story. So, you know, when you're going for something like the Animal Justice Party, what they're talking about being able to try and convince people that, you know, you have positions on things other than, you know, issues relating uh, specifically to animals, you know, like, oh, what about the economy? Mm. Um, you know, that's, that, that's tough. But uh, as they increase their... I think that's one of the things we've seen in the federal election, that, um, you know, there, there's uh, votes have been spread around it, particularly in the, in the Senate and also with the the rise of the Teals. I mean, it's going to be interesting, actually, how the Teals go. Yeah. I think, because if they, if they're not, if they haven't got them, if Labor don't need them in the, in the House to get legislation through, and you're not needed to, you're not needed in the Senate, and you don't have representation in the Senate, what's your actual, what's your power, other than perhaps Labor would like to see you stay there? If mm. you're in a blue, if you want a blue ribbon Liberal seat like Kuyong, you know, I'm sure Labor would rather see the the Teals uh, remain there. So, it, how that how that unfolds, I mean, that's a, most of the Teals are kind of pretty, I think, impressive, uh, educated um, uh, women. Uh, some of them have had you know strong leadership roles in their professional lives. So, I think I think they're looking forward to a a massive change from how business has been last. Uh, you know, nine, ten years, and I think it's going to be. Um, I think I'm very optimistic about how things might roll out. Of course, Labor's inherited some headwinds that are a bit of a worry. You know, inflation, uh, economy. You know, uh, the war in, uh, in in the Ukraine. Uh, yeah. So, but I mean, that's what happens to Labor, isn't it? Like yeah. when they were elected in 2007, they got the GFC in 2009. Yeah. Somehow they always end up, yeah. It, it's funny. It, we, As a nation, when the economy is going to crap and, uh, you know, we need a strong hand, we go back into Liberal. But when we all feel happy and we all feel secure, we go for a Labor government. But I think this time around, it has been so different because, and we've been speaking about this for many weeks, there was such an appetite for change. I don't think it had anything to do with the 
economy this time around. It was all about an appetite for change and a different way of doing things. And, you know, the fact that that now we're looking at almost a three-party system here in Australia, you know, that's unheard of. No, no, it's good. It reflects like, uh, you know, it's more like uh, uh, the New Zealand where, you know, you, you share power. Germany is another place where you don't have a majority government. You have to negotiate. And, you know, negotiation's not necessarily a bad thing. It doesn't have to be a bad thing. If people have to negotiate their way around certain things, you know, the outcomes can be quite good. I mean, when Gillard was in, they put through over more than 500 pieces of legislation when Gillard was uh, PM. Not all of them were great, but the fact is that they could get the legislation through yeah. um, through, through negotiation um, was a demonstration that, uh, you know, a broad... Uh, a broad base of different political interests can can work in a representation uh, in, in a good way. Doesn't have to. It doesn't have to be bad. When people talk about, oh, it's a mess. It's all divided. Yeah, yeah. Hey, let, let's show we're grown-ups. Yeah, let's show we're grown-ups. You know, we don't have to behave like children when you're running our uh, our country. How about you behave like adults and negotiate and talk to each other as human beings and you know all of that crazy stuff. Oh, look, I, 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 Oh, someone did send me a picture of Peter Credlin saying that, you know, Albanese going to, uh, 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 off to Japan was like, uh, you know, um, going to Hawaii on steroids. You know, obviously, that, that's, you know, um, her spiritual guru, Scott Morrison. Oh, I love um, it. You know, and I just thought, really, like, yeah. he's going over there for work. She's you know, never like, going to change. She's never going to change. The culture war's over. You yeah. lost. Yeah, deal with it, you Peter. Mm. Yeah, let's get on with it. Yeah. yeah. Well, listen, you have a very safe walk today. Please don't forget your age when you're out there walking, you know, because you pulled a <laughs> hemi walking on the bloody side of the street. Please be careful out there, Paul. I'll be careful. I'm, I'm loading up on the ibuprofen <laughs> and uh, just uh, I've got lots of water. And sensible shoes. Good. That's the most important thing, your sensible shoes. Now, have you got a, li- a walking stick? Have you got a stick to carry with you, you, you a, a big tree branch? Have you got that? No, I've got those little poles. Oh, my I've God. I've got those walking poles. Good. No, I haven't got the walking poles. I'll, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. I'm surrounded by a, a, one of the people here's a nurse. Oh, good. So that's handy. That's, yeah, that's good. Handy. Hey, look, you're not that much older than me. You know I just like stirring you. That's what it's all about. <laughs> Oh, no, we deserve it. Every bit of it. <laughs> Thank you, my friend. You have a wonderful time okay. up there, and we'll catch up next week. Thanks, mate. Bye. That is Paul Scott, and he joins us every single Thursday here on Newcastle Live for the pub test. And uh, you're not sure that we actually tested anything today, but, you know, we shot the breeze. I gave him crap about walking, and, you know, that's about fair. Newcastle in the Morning takes you through the big events and the most talked about stories of the day that matter to you and your life. From what's on to what matters, Tracy Mack takes you beyond the headlines, what it is, why it matters and how it impacts your daily life. Tracy Mack brings you Newcastle in the Morning, weekdays from 9 on Newcastle Live.